Hello and welcome to another episode of Radio Oedipus, the podcast where we discuss the culture of beer. And I'm your host, Danny Walker. My co-host on today's show is Bas Visser, and also my guest is Lienica Wheelhauer. Lienica is a music programmer and works for Red Light Radio, a community radio station which is based here in Amsterdam. We dive into the topic of music, community, and what flavour means to her. Also on the show, we review a beer by Freakens Brewery, we also chat to Rick Kempen about what's in his fridge. And then, of course, there's the quiz. Please let me know what you think of the show so far. Get in touch with me, radio at oedipus.com. But for now, enjoy the show. I'm really happy to be joined by Bas Visser again, a colleague Whoop. of mine and a Back beer again. sommelier, um, the master of taste and flavor, shall we say, for the podcast. <laughs> That's your title <laughs> for now. <laughs> I, I like I like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's a title that you've got to earn. So let's see. Uh, yeah. Let's see how it goes. Oh wow. And uh, I'm also joined by Alinika Wheelhauer. Am I saying your last name correctly? I was a bit. Wheelhauer. Yes. Wheelhauer. Okay. Well, thank you for being here today. Let's start the show with the beer review. And the beer we have today is B.A.S., named after my uh, co-host here. It's a freaking After brewery. the master of flavor. After the master of flavor. flavor. <laughs> the B.A.S. stands for... Hold on, what, I've got it written down in my notes. Base, Base Activated Saison. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Fuck, I like the name a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was perfect. I picked it up from the beer coning uh, yesterday. Uh, and they recommended it to me, and I thought it was perfect because later on we're going to talk a little bit about music. So sure. bass activated saison, named after my friend here, Bass. I thought it was kind of perfect. <laughs> <laughs> bass activate. <laughs> so without further ado, let's uh, open up this bad boy. Yep. Alrighty. Here we go. Again, like so. perfect soundbite. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like we are editing it in, but it was really the bottle. Uh, all natural. So, uh, no, um, so saison, it normally is, sometimes it can uh, give a lot of foam, but it actually, uh, well, no, there's still a lot of foam. Alrighty. So, for those that don't know, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys might know better, but Freakens is based in Amsterdam North as well, on uh, at the Nord-Oost, where yeah. we had Planet Oedipus. Exactly. A okay. couple of years ago. That's why they also were at our latest edition. Ah, great. Uh, yeah. Pungent smell. Right. Strong aroma. Yeah, so uh, as, as with last time, Bas, you can, you can lead the review here. I'm, uh, yeah, well, uh, maybe a link. And, uh, in the smell, I wouldn't say it's, it's a saison. For me, it smells like a more usual blonde beer. Blonde beer. Yeah. Way more, more like sweet. No, triple yeah, kind of triple indeed. These kind of uh, really fruity esters, no grass or hay or earthiness in the aroma. It's fair. Yeah, it smells. Yeah, it's way sweeter than her herbal, right? Yeah. On the nose, which would definitely. Yeah, there is some some sp spices in there, maybe, but very far away. Would say a pear, a banana. I get the banana. Yeah, I get tropical mm. banana. 
which is maybe typical with papaya. A papaya. Mm. Papaya, I understand as well. Yeah. It's not super herbal. I'm not. I just... No, it's a bit peppery, mm-hmm. but not as peppery as I would expect from a saison. But. This is a base activated saison. Yeah, well, you never know what happens when that base <laughs> when you, is activated, you know? I personally can say then things change. <laughs> I mean, really ignorant of me, but I'm not sure the main characteristics of a saison. Well, it's also, so this is funny because you have like 14 characteristics and if it takes eight of those, those things, then you can call it a saison. Okay. I was always under the impression that a saison was maybe a more French style version of a pale ale of an IPA yeah but I don't know what what French style means <laughs> well French means uh, <laughs> no, French more sophisticated means. oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Um, and I'm, I am quite curious I did try and this beer is not uh, on their website and I know it's brand new it was released at the beginning of April but I was quite curious because on the bottle it says uh like fermented by chronic sounds or something so i was quite i was hoping for some description on how the oh whoa. How, how it was actually base activated the yeah, fermentation well, it's, it's, it says here actually it's, oh yeah um the yeast is for the first 20 uh, seven, 72 hours of the fermentation the yeast has been in movement um, because of the low frequency of the sound waves. <laughs> oh, that's cool. that's right. actually awesome. Yeah. I'm going to use Curaçao uh, oranges. oranges. That's actually what they often use in... Um, blue Curaçao. <laughs> no, not in blue Curaçao. In, uh, well, maybe as well. They I don't do, know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in uh, in uh, white beers. So, for example, Hoegaard uh, uh, or these kind of things. And they, they use Belle Saison. So, they, they use uh, a Saison yeast. Uh, so the 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 things that all the the, the criteria for a saison need to know about saison, and you can miss two of those, and then you're then it's still saison. So the beer should be of uh, should be top fermented. Okay. Um, it should be uh, brewed in Henegouwen in the province in uh, in uh, Belgium. It should be between five and six and a half percent. It should be dark blonde or amber colored. It should be <laughs> uh, thirst quenching. What? So, no. <laughs> that just depends on whether it's how well it's made, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, is this a thirst quenching beer? Yeah. I, mean, it's, it's, I think it's really nice. Yeah. It, it should be a uh, good hopped. So it's not says how much, but it should, <laughs> should be a hopped beer or uh, they should uh, at end or they should uh, uh, use some herbs. Uh, it should be uh, a very dry. Uh, it should be uh, filled in big bottles of 75 centiliters. Okay. It should be uh, available regionally. Wow, well, this is like <laughs> it's a really weird way. Yeah, of yeah, it, weirdly. <laughs> and uh, they should uh, use uh, mostly uh, barley, um, but uh, other <laughs> grains are possible. Other, too. other grains <laughs> are available. <laughs> so I think it's a sessile. Yeah, I yeah. think it is. It's a boss. I, I think it's. Uh, I kind of like this beer. It's just if. The only thing is that if I would buy a saison from the shop, I would expect something differently. So I would be disappointed in that sense. I think um, that's a good that's a good kind of yeah that's because um, it's kind of misinforming that we're expecting a saison that would be a bit more floral and herb herbal. But it's yeah, I would like some more complexity of, of these kind of things that you just yeah. said. Yeah, 
Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thanks. That brings us to the end of Cheers. the. Uh, I, I'm the, going the, to finish it though, so that's a good yeah, sign. Yeah, for sure. I think we, <laughs> we, have a, we have another one to drink, actually, or we can move on to something. Uh, at the moment, we Funky. have. We, yeah. What do we have on the table today? What, we maybe should let everyone know what we're drinking. We have now. some uh, Pais Tropical here from uh, 13th of March, so still uh, very fresh, and we have uh, <laughs> one of our latest additions to the Studio Oedipus line, Studio Oedipus 18, Grisette with bread. And it's uh, that's like walking through a uh, lemon farm. Oh. It's brilliant. Oh. All right. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but all right, thanks, Bas. That was a solid review, and I hope. Uh, and Lean, and Lean. She did. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> Where are my manners? We <laughs> two masters of flavor. <laughs> two masters of flavor. <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. be back next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that was really good. And shout out to Freakins Brewery. Uh, I think it is good beer. But uh, thank you yes. very much. So <clears throat> it's a real pleasure to be joined by Lineke Wheelhauer today. Lean is a, a music programmer who is involved with Red Light Radio, which is a community radio station based here in Amsterdam, for those of you that don't know. Also known as a DJ and I'm heavily linked with the Amsterdam music scene. I'm sorry if this is embarrassing for me to reel off uh, <laughs> uh, things that you do, but I'm really happy to have you here. I first met Lean a few years ago when I started here at Oedipus. So yeah, so how are you doing today, Lean? Um, I'm doing good. Thanks yeah. for, for having me and a uh, pleasure to be on your show. Oh, <laughs> Cool. <laughs> nice. All right. I'm the sound Sounds effects like a celebration. Guy. <laughs> All right. Well, great. It that's is a great. Lean is in the house. Lean is in the house. Okay. That's great. That's a reason to celebrate. Ever since I met you a few years ago, it it struck me that music is very much an integral part of your life. How much is it present in like every day? Would you say? I think from the moment that I wake up until the moment I go to yeah. sleep. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel I feel quite lucky because. Uh, of course, like I work in music, uh, so that means that if I go to work, I listen to music all day long. Yeah. Um, but also uh, the other job that I have, which is working in the kitchen, uh, where I can also choose what I want to play. When I was working in the in the um, which <coughs> kitchen do you work? Uh, of a small catering com- company. Which one? Um, it's called Alma. Okay, don't know it. It's it's really fun. The, yeah, the, yeah. The woman who the woman who runs it, she's South American, so we listen to a lot of South American music and nice. dance around and cumbia, and, uh, cumbia <laughs> indeed, like a lot of good vibes. Are you happy <coughs> to let other people choose the music then, or do you um, feel like a control uh, like a control uh, thing over? Depends it? a bit. Um, yeah, I. I I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I do. I mean, I do. I do like to choose what I'm listening to, um, but I also, whenever I choose what I put on, I always think about the people that are in the space with me and um, that they can enjoy that as well. Yeah, yeah. I often have have the problem that if people play music, it's not if I like it or not, but if I really feel that it doesn't reflect what's happening in that room. So people yeah. are just just want to listen to their own music without paying attention like okay but everybody is just chilling out why do you play this really loud techno song or the other way around yeah. uh just feel the vibe a little bit definitely so maybe that's the problem for me because yeah. i like terrible music that's not uh, <laughs> <laughs> i think there's space for all kinds of music exactly yeah. can you still appreciate the quiet moments is, is there times where you like to have no music on yeah yeah when I'm in the shower, oh, yeah? <laughs> no, no music. <laughs> when I'm in nature, I, I don't, I try to, de- I mean, depends 
where I am. If I'm cycling, I usually have music on. But if I'm walking in a forest, I wouldn't put music on. I would just listen to the sound of the trees and the birds. And There's music itself. True. Yeah, 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 for sure. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Philosophical. When do you think was your f- the first time you really remember being affected by music or hearing something that? Man, so many, uh, so many memories. I yeah, think. yeah. But I think <clears throat> what really affected me was moving from a small town <clears throat> in the east of the Netherlands to the big city, and yeah, being introduced to uh, clubs and really like club music and yeah. um, uh, raves and. Uh, I think that really uh, put a mark uh, for me. Always been going out since like f- maybe like 15 or something. But um, music started to become a bigger part of my life when I when I moved to, to Amsterdam. Yeah. Should I put some music on? Do you think it would be better to get since we're talking about the music? background? Yeah, yeah uh, of course. Yeah. All right. Should we put your latest mix on? Uh, the one that I... Um, I don't know how that, it sounds. <laughs> no, no, that's good. But there's one track that I, I would that that's on there that that we can maybe play. Okay. Um, there is no track listing here, but maybe you want to introduce it. We can maybe drop it in the podcast. Yeah, I'll, I don't know the name of the track. I know that it's gonna be released on Strom very soon. So what, what is it special about this song that we want to play? Well, it's just a really fun song. And it's a track about like, let's go out in the street and dance your head around. And okay. it's really like what I want to be doing right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we all, I feel you. <laughs> we all want to be doing a bit so of So it's that. unreleased? Um, yeah, but it will come out probably uh, somewhere this month. Yeah. All right, nice. Anyway, we've got uh, a little bit... Uh, off track, but I think on a good track. Yeah, exactly. But um, pun intended. A little, a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> you were involved with Red Light Radio. Yes. Uh, which, for those of you that don't know, is a community-based radio station based here in Amsterdam. Now, what does Red Light mean to you? Oh, it's Red Light is <laughs> means the world to me. It means the world to you. Um, yeah, it's really like um, it's just something that it feels like being part of a very big family of people that are um, somehow uh, alike, um, even though being very different as well. All, everyone that always visits there has this really great attitude and uh, a really big passion for music. And uh, it's just amazing to be part of something like that. Yeah, it's, it's such an institution, I think. really It really struck me as uh, something really cool that was happening in Amsterdam when I first moved here a few years ago. 
How long, how long have you been involved? Six and a half years. Six and a half years. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> how long does, really, uh, does it exist? Um, nine and a half years. So right. I, I came after the three-year anniversary yeah. party. How did, how did you get involved? Well, I've, knew, I've known Red Light also since moving to Amsterdam. And uh, a good friend of mine, Gabby, she used to uh, work at Red Light before I, I started out there. And she's from Australia and she had to move to, to London and um, couldn't stay here. And then she was like, Lean, I think you will be right on your place there. You should uh, try and get an internship at Red Light. So that's what I did. And um, yeah, now I'm is still this, there. Is this, <laughs> the, is this the Gabby who has a radio show on NTS? Yeah, yeah. She did, she has a monthly show on NTS. Yeah. yeah. Plays a lot of post-punk. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm a big fan of her show. Yeah, she's, she's great. great. She's really, really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, that's really cool. So your role is doing the programming. So was this something that you had experience in before getting no. involved? No, I mean, I, I, it just grew a little bit into it. I mean, I started as a as an intern at Red Light and just stuck around after part of Red Light. It just everybody has a role in 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 the programmation of of the station. So it's me uh, who people send emails to apply for shows or. Um, uh, people that have uh, resident shows, they emails to to me. For the rest, I think everybody in the team has a bit of a say in it, and um, yeah, our residents have guests on the show, so it's not just me who does the programming. But um, yeah, I I did do a lot of it though. <laughs> Being part of Red Light for so long, it it really was something that came almost like naturally after so many years of being part of the team. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Um, Really cool. Yeah, but um, don't know if you've heard the news, but sadly we are closing the studio. I heard. Um, yeah. So that means that, uh, yeah, my job won't be uh, my job anymore. Yeah, um, that's, but that's but sad. That is very sad, yeah. But I'm also very excited for what the future is going to bring because we are closing the studio, but we won't be closing uh, Red Light Radio. I mean, we're going to continue and keep organizing nice stuff in the yeah, fr- from sure. from the press message, I had a bit of the feeling that you would just keep using this format, but then just in different ways. So uh, maybe more on festivals or these kind of things, or streaming, or is it? Uh, yeah, or you don't know I mean yet? that that we were already doing that. Yeah, exactly. A lot. Um, so we had the the just a regular stream on uh, in our studio, but then on the side we would travel a lot to different parts of the world, um, but also within the Netherlands. Um, uh, and do like streams from festivals or um, from people's houses, just wherever. So we're going to continue doing that. We just had to say goodbye to our studio space. Um, the coolest location ever. Coolest location ever, yeah. Iconic. <laughs> iconic. Yeah, definitely indeed. iconic, yeah. So do you think, do you think it's uh, a positive step or a, a necessary step? Uh, I think it was a necessary step. Yeah. I mean... Even after like almost ten years of of um, running a station, like we still had so many like uh, running a studio is very expensive. Yeah, so, sure. Um, yeah, it was. It's been like a constant struggle to keep it going, and um, uh, yeah, now with the the coronavirus that uh, hit the, I think especially the cultural scene and music scene really hard. So uh, um, yeah, that the. the was just no longer uh, we were just no longer able to sustain this 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 studio so it was um a necessary step to make how is a radio station like red light able to sustain itself 
There's there's like various ways, um, but a big part of our income is coming from uh, collaborations that we do with festivals and the streams that we, we yeah. do outside of our studio space, um, and of course now with um, uh, yeah this epidemic that's hitting uh, the world, uh, this this is no longer possible at least not the coming few months. Um, so this meant for us that a large like a big part of our income just uh disappeared just disappeared yeah yeah but yeah we also sell merchandise so that that really helps as well um i mean how much merch can you sell in order to pay rent right yeah it's difficult yeah well it's not only rent it's also just equipment yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. if it's if stuff gets used every um uh, every day for like 12 hours which it uh, most of the days uh, it does it does yeah, yeah. oh it now your beautiful mix came to an end there, Lean. So I'm mm. gonna put some, we were happy with the music. I think it was maybe yeah. it had a, added a better. Yeah, yeah. There's something going on. Then. So I think I'm gonna just pop a playlist on or something. Have you you follow the pop not slop Spotify playlist done by that guy? I, uh, I don't have Spotify. Look at this, <laughs> a real purist. I'm old school. All about streaming. All right, well, okay. Well, I'm going to put a playlist on that's uh, curated by the guy who runs Deke Recordings. Like, um, I know Bob, not, not Slop. I know okay. the... Yeah, he has a radio show as well. Yeah, I know I know only the website. I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so analog. Yeah. <laughs> well, website, calling a website analog already. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, it is. If you look on that website, it looks very analog. Yeah, all right, it's more right. like it's very old school, but I just, the tracks out that are on there are really fun. All right. So the, the, this, <laughs> the idea of Bass for you, the idea of pop, not slop, is basically it's just kind of left field, off kilter pop tunes. Kind of thing. So it's still poppy, but then still poppy, and it's it's kind of those hidden gems within pop music. Yeah, I yeah. think. In program, it must be quite difficult to stay on top and know what is the right thing to put on a radio show. Now you said you have constantly messages coming in. How do you know what is? How do you stay on top of that programming wise? Um, know what is the right thing to, to book for a radio show? Yeah, good question. I think the radio really reflects um, not only my taste, but the taste of all the other programmers that we have in Amsterdam. So um, all the clubs that do that programmation, all the, the venues that uh, book bands, and um, because those are the people that travel to, to Amsterdam and those are the people that uh, we invite over for shows as well. So it's stuff that we like, but usually it comes from stuff that other programmers like as well. Um, but I feel that you have a certain autograph as Red Light Radio. Yeah, people say that, but I don't <laughs> there's, I don't, there's no don't thought behind it. I, well, the thought is that we want to um, showcase uh as broad as possible um and play all the music that isn't played on on normal radio um um but so yeah we do look at what we already have you know what kind of shows we have in a certain week and then we try to uh make like a, a balance in having not only electronic shows but also uh, more punk or ambient or all sorts of styles yeah so you'll kind of have you or the other people involved at Red Light will have kind of a finger on every different kind of 
music scene in Amsterdam to try and see yeah. what is the best thing to put on. Yeah, and and yeah, I think because we are such a music hub and we have like there's also some record stores that are very close to us, so it's always, uh, you know, that they give us tips of who's in town and and. People also got to know the station, of course, after all these years. So whenever they travel, they always try to do a gig, but then do a gig in a club and then maybe do a radio show as well on the side. I think that's something that you see more and more often. A balancing uh, programming to do with like male <laughs> or female or, or different kind of counterculture scenes like, I don't know, LGBT scenes and things like how How do you find the right balance when yeah. programming and trying to be aware of that? Yeah, I think, I mean, we are really aware of that. And I think um, what is important is um, what I think has shown to be important is to have a very uh, versatile uh, mix of people that work for you, of work for the station. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think we've attracted like, so, yeah, a, a wide variety of um, people that are into different types of music, but also have different cultural backgrounds and um, are both male as female. And I think that really helps as well with attracting uh, mm. and making people feel comfortable in within a studio. Do you, do you think in, in general we're, uh, we're nearly there in terms of finding the right balance? Or do you think it's still very much... Um, male-dominated scene well I, I still think it's very much a male do, male-dominated scene um but i've really seen like big steps that are being made and people really making an effort um to uh to program program a bit uh, yeah a bit more diversity and um yeah so we're definitely not there yet but um there's more awareness and that's very important yeah i just want i want to try and figure out why people get involved in working in the music industry because it is a very overpopulated uh industry and very underpaid yeah uh, and <laughs> well like so many people want to be involved in it so why do you why do you think you enjoy working within it and why do you think people do in general like I said, when I, I wake up, I listen to music, I go to work, I listen to music. Uh, yeah, working at the radio feels like working as one big family. And I don't know, I'm just as happy as I can be, I feel. And um, I think that's really because I, I am having the most amazing job in the world. The good vibes that you get from it, they, they are payment in itself. Yeah, it's just payment for the soul. Yeah. Um, Second good quote there. <laughs> <laughs> Payment for the soul. I, uh, <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, but I, I agree uh, fully. But it's <laughs> yeah, you know.
Rick and Ben Bierenko, goedemiddag. Hey Rick, it's Danny from Radio Oedipus. How are you doing? Hey Danny, I'm good man. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. I'm very good. Hey, could you uh, let me know what's in your fridge? What's in my fridge? Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me take a quick peek. <laughs> uh, I assume you mean my normal fridge, not my beer fridge. Oh, no, I no. I've got a beer fridge. I mean, well, let's have a look in the beer fridge. If you've got a specific fridge for beer, let's take a look in there. Okay, I've just opened it. Um, well, there's always some cans of lager there because I just like my lager. It's got a, a real cool bottle here, one that I received last year for my birthday. Yeah. It's an ancient Triumphator Dunkler Doppelbock. Wow, nice. And it doesn't actually say from which brewery it is. Right. Um, I think it's actually from Lohenbroi. It's a pretty old one. It goes back to 2008. So it's like a very vintage Doppelbock that I... Uh, Need to find a good moment for to to sample that one. Yeah, definitely. Maybe the next birthday. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, could could easily be. There's always a bottle of Tommy Tommy Chef in my fridge. Oh yeah, we're a big fan of him. And uh, yeah, I've got a the Rosé Red here right now. That's one of his recent releases. Right. And uh, I'm not sure if it will survive the ten years it gives on the bottle, but I'll see if I can hold back for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, this requires some some strain on myself to uh, to not tackle it. Yeah, I usually sort of make a promise to myself to to keep him away and keep him out of sight for like ten years, but I I hor- horribly fail at it usually. <laughs> a man better be prepared for every moment in life, right? Exactly. That's what we like to hear, Rick. <laughs> and there's a nice bottle of navel here, Sintel. Oh, nice. We had the, we had Ma- Matthias on the show uh, uh, last week. It was great. You did? Yeah, we oh, did. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm really impressed by the beers they make. It's the uh, Sintel. It's their battle-aged Pierre de Garde with um, Wilgenhout, Willow Wood. I don't think I've ever tried that one before, so maybe I'll I'll take it out and uh, and give it a shot this, this evening. Let's see what else is here. Um... Oh, there's actually an Oedipus beer in the fridge. Guilty. Nice. Which one, Which Oedipus and beer have you got, just out of curiosity? It's the uh, Old Ale with Brett, the I Open My Eyes. And that's uh, that's that's also one of those beers that you, you keep and you often hold in your hands, but you always say, ah, oh, let's wait a little bit longer before I give that one a go. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a lot of your beers are saved for a special occasion. Is there anything more fresh uh, that you'll maybe be drinking at the weekend? Well, particularly these days, you know, I try to order some beers from, from local breweries and then it's uh, usually check out which IPA is, is relatively fresh yeah. in the can. Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, um, some of the more fresher lagers, the, uh, the Keller style. I'm personally really happy that we, uh, we are rediscovering the value of uh, bottom fermented beers, you know, for way too long. Um, Many beer aficionados have been slagging bottom fermented beer, particularly Pilsner, for its uniformity and its, well, blandness, if you know what I mean. But in the end of the day, those beers are uh, still the most difficult ones to brew and and brew them well. Uh, And in the end of the day, they excel, as far as I'm concerned, exactly in their simpleness and their plainness. Exactly. And and they are the most go-to beers. Like you said at the beginning, you always have a few kind of just uh, go-to supermarket beers just to... uh... Yeah, because that's the one that quenched the thirst most of the time, right? 
Yeah, well, you can't always walk on your toes. Exactly. I mean, if you only drink extreme beers, then in the end of the day, you get you you find that you sort of lower your standards. All right. So, anything else in there that's worth talking about, Rick? Yeah, there is actually uh, a can that I received from the guys in Eindhoven from Van Mol. It's from their Mol, black nice. metal manita. Cool. It's um it's a black IPA. And um, I actually drank this beer on one of their Van Mol fests, and I never really knew where the name came from. Uh, obviously, the guys from Van Mol are really into music, and it turns out there is this real wicked um, uh, video on YouTube uh, where this lady singer called Manita sings a song, and they've dedicated this black IPA to it. And not sure if you have some moments to spare later on, but just Google that Manita on YouTube. You'll love your balls off. All right, Rick. Well, there's plenty. We've talked about plenty of stuff there. It's great to have you on here. Um, uh, so which is the beer you're going to be drinking this afternoon, do you think? Or uh... Uh, I actually do know which that is because I was recently sent some new brews by the guys from um, uh, Davo in Deventer. Yeah. It's their new hangout session in the Pale Lager. I mean, they actually quoted as an as a mellow IPA, but it is apparently bottom fermented, so it can't be an ale. It has to be a lager. All right. Uh, really looking forward to that one. And their Surf Ale Pro, which is the alcohol-free version, if you wish, of their uh, American-style wheat ale. Ah, great, great. Oh, nice. Uh, all right, well, all the best, Rick, and thanks for uh, chatting to me, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to have a beer together soon. Well, that sounds like the best plan ever. Let's get this virus out of the way and uh, and toast to each other in real life. All right, man. That sounds great. Good speaking to you, Rick. Stay safe. All right. Speak to you later. Bye-bye. passion for music and I just want to maybe take a step back to before programming to ask you well we already kind of talked about it in an earlier question but when do you think music became something serious in your life and when did you really develop your passion yeah I think when I was able to go to clubs and go out and um, uh, really experience the music uh, uh, in a more as a as a community as well i feel when next level uh, really when i started interning at red light yeah okay yeah this idea yeah this idea of community is quite funny isn't it because it, i definitely like the music i'm into because of certain people around me yeah as well at, at key points in my life when i was maybe like first going to university or or whatever find the same for you the yeah pe- yeah a lot it's not only about music. It's not only about the sounds. It's also about everything that's surrounding surrounds it, right? The, yeah, the, that's what you meant. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When because yeah. like what my kind of question was is the like key moments in your life when you remember that 
music kind of became very much primary thing in your life. You're guilty of being a record collector, right? Like guilty, uh, guilty. No, I mean <laughs> like <laughs> no, but I mean sometimes I think about my record collecting, and I call it a habit because it's 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 an addiction. Sometimes you spend a lot of money, but you collect records, yeah. right, Lean? I do. Yeah, I'm, uh, I have to say it's been a little bit less the last few years. Um, a few years, okay. Uh, year and a half, maybe. Um, but before that, yeah, definitely, I would yeah. buy loads of stuff. Uh, all the time. How um, m- like how I much still time? buy music, but more digitally. More nowadays. digitally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is it, how were you buying your records? Were you going to shops or uh, shops? Uh, also a lot online. Um, whenever I would travel to places, which would happen often, I would uh, go to record shop, local stores. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Yep. Is that something you look for when you visit new places? A record shop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for yeah, sure. Top of the list. Yeah, it's it's fun. It, yeah, yeah. it gives you a little uh, little view of what the scene is kind of like. And I, I actually also look for beer breweries when I go to uh, That's different the other. cities. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, yeah. yeah. For, for, me, yeah. for me, beer breweries are places actually where uh, you suddenly have the relaxed vibes and, and record stores are the places where you can discover some more of the culture. How do you know what you look for when you're buying music, not just records? Because I know you're a D- I know you do some DJing. So how do you know what you're looking for when uh, when buying records? Do you buy specifically for a show, or sometimes just to listen at home, or I, ne- I don't know. I never really look specifically for uh, an occasion. I just um, I just follow some labels that I'm that I like. Um, I buy a lot of stuff on Bandcamp. Um, and then once you've been interested in this specific label or artist, you always get an update of like all the new stuff that they're bringing out. So yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm getting um, almost like a hundred emails from Bandcamp every day. So um, <laughs> I try always to go through that music. Um, when I go to record shops, I always look on the the, the main shelves that they have, what they're displaying. Um, and then if I don't know the artist, I just I select often by also by the cover of uh, of of the sleeve. It's and important. Then, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that's a bit how. Otherwise, I you have no music. clue t- where to start anyway, right? No, yeah. it's. I mean, if you see the, the amount of music that people put out these days, it's it's so much. Um, and a good sleeve is um, stands always. Out. Well, not always. Often means but something. Uh, Something as well. How how long have you been DJing? I mean, I started more with doing a radio show, and from that came DJing. I never really had the passion to go out in public and play music. Um, yeah. I'm I don't really like spotlights, um, but um, yeah, by doing the show, I just really enjoyed playing music for people, and uh, and that really got me into into DJing. How do you know what to play? How do you know what to adapt to a crowd? I often play what I would like to hear when I would be on the other side of the booth. And do yeah. you, does the, uh, the the public influence you while you're playing or do you have something yeah, in I your mean, mind in advance? Um, I do have stuff in mind, what I want to do, but um, I always make a few roads in my head of I'll go into this direction and then you're just trying out stuff and... Sometimes at home it sounds really like this is the perfect mix or like this will be great together. And then when you're actually there in the moment, it 
all of a sudden doesn't feel like that anymore and then you switch to something else um and yeah i try to read the audience as well to see a little bit in what kind of mood they are but ever ever had any panic moments where you really couldn't come up with the right record for that uh yeah, often yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well i'm just i play also together a lot with my friend Raline, and she always calls me last minute lineke <laughs> on last minute i'll change my mind i'll be like it has to go like this and then it always works in a in a way but i do uh, i do get nightmares sometimes that i that this dream that all of a sudden the music stops and i I'm you too late you, with putting on something. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't have one record where you can always fall back to, like, okay, like, uh, like no, uh, all right, no, because it's also, I don't know, I play such d diverse stuff that it never really, I can, ne yeah, it's always so different that um, not everything just mixes well with that. Yeah. yeah. But the last minute Lenica thing works. So like your your last minute choices always <laughs> pays off, or is it? Sometimes yeah, last I mean, last minute Lincoln has been wrong. No, it's never wrong. I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's always. I mean, that that's also the fun of it. It's just this. It's like a big experiment, I would say. And um, yeah, it's never wrong. It just can be a bit weird sometimes, but that doesn't matter. That no, doesn't matter. No, very good. I want to move on to my next questions that I've titled flavor <laughs> but uh, can I <laughs> <laughs> you want some beer with that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's actually the question yeah boss please send me a beer flavor flavor this uh, bread beer was so good yeah it's oh nice delicious God. right uh, so this is not a bread beer um, we're gonna drink some Pais Tropical uh, solar session IPA by Oedipus yeah with that flavor in mind <laughs> So I find that people who have a certain passion for certain things also have like a second or secret obsession, you know. Secret. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like I read these yeah. stories of, of, of uh, musicians, <laughs> <You're fetishes>. musicians <laughs> that are like, and you'll, you'll find the same. So it's this idea that people are really deep into something creative and then they also have a secret obsession. So Lineke, is there a second secret obsession for you? <laughs> Well, it's it's an obsession, but it's not secret. I've been sharing it with loads of people already. Okay, what is um, it? Well, that's food. Food for sure. Okay, great. So what is what? So what is it about food? Everything. Everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's um, it's beautiful. I'm very happy with food, especially these days. But um, <laughs> yeah, spending a lot of time um, cooking. Yeah, it's well, it's great. I love yeah. to eat. I yeah. love to prepare food. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love to serve food to other people as well. So. Do you have a signature dish that you would cook when you're entertaining? That, again, ha depends on the person I have in front of me. I'm but, asking um, it Lineker again. <laughs> <laughs> no, but cooking it goes a little bit A oh, new person. Oh, yeah. uh, sorry, I'm going to cook. <laughs> yeah, completely sorry, we're going Italian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, not one specific dish. I, I really, what I'm really good at making is uh, um, eggplant uh, parmigiano. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, but I love also all kinds of foods um yeah trying to find a parallel in between uh entertaining cooking people because you said you like cooking for people and also djing this oh god of... that's easy it's yeah. like if you're behind the the knobs exactly and the, uh, <laughs> it is i it's mean exactly the same there's actually, a little bit of this i think a little bit of there's that. a little yeah. bit of a theory about this eh, that djs are actually good cooks because they can focus on several things or several pens several records uh, know how to adjust small uh, stuff and that that's why uh, gigas are supposed to be good cooks oh wow okay of course i don't know who if it 
nobody wrote this theory down, but I've, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I'm trying to think if, uh, yeah, are you a good mm-hmm. cook? I love cooking. Yeah. So, I, I, so you, maybe you, you're you a good DJ as well. This weekend. No, yeah, I, I made a, I made a rhubarb treacle sponge cake at the weekend. Fuck yeah. Yeah. It was really good. And nothing from me. I live so nearby. So, but now we have two obvious passions, but so what's your, then your third thing should be the secret thing, right? <laughs> I think we were talking about one yeah, other yeah. passion. <laughs> yeah, just one other passion. <laughs> Sorry, Bas, I don't know what, what you're hinting at here. It's a different version of the podcast, I think. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so what we've on previous episodes of the podcast, we've talked about sustainability and flavor, and and so what role does flavor play in your life? Would you say enhances my life? It enhances your life. Yeah, yeah. Um, it brings so much fun in into um, into the day. Um, to think about what am I going to eat next yeah. or drink. Thank you very much. I've come to the end of my questions. That was really nice. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope, hope you enjoyed wow. that. Killing it. I did, yeah. I, <laughs> I hope I didn't talk too much. No, 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 that's, you didn't. No, no, that's, that's the, idea the whole of, reason. <laughs> the idea of a podcast is that we talk. Uh, <laughs> you're a very uh, humble person. Uh, yeah, <laughs> being invited to a radio show <laughs> that apologize for the talking. talking too much. <laughs> wow. Um, but if you don't mind, I'm going to uh, steal a bit more of your time because we're going to play a quiz. All right. You'll see God. my fun little uh, leaderboard over here. So what we do every week is we do 10 questions. Written yeah. by me. I think this round is uh, very good. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, this. Uh, I really you like, like this. It. I didn't get your. I didn't get your opinion on it before the show. Is it multiple oh. choice? Or? Uh, okay. So the idea of this question, the theme for this quiz, is what I'm going to do is I'm going to say ten beer names, and you've got to tell me true or false if they are real beer names. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. This is according to Untapped. All right. Yeah. So, okay. So, so, the, so, so it's multiple choice. You have two, two, two choices, true or false. True or false, yeah. yeah. So it's quite straightforward. And Bass is going to be keeping score, so. Uh, number one, Soggy Donkey. False. True. That is a beer by Throwback <laughs> Brewery. Uh, number two, Successful Hangover. False. Correct. That is not a beer. No. Number three. <laughs> That's tomorrow. <laughs> 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 Number three, grandma's homemade apple pie. Oh God, I hope that's not a beer. False. You're correct. False. That is not a beer. Uh, number four, satanic cats of Instagram. That's probably a beer. True. That is a beer. That is a brew uh, <laughs> by the brewery at Backhouse. You're going super well. Uh, number five, <laughs> afternoon nap. Yeah, that's a beer. True. That is a beer. That's by Hourglass Brewing. Killing it, uh, Lee. Number six, beer to drink music to. No. I'm sorry, but that's true. That is a beer. That's by Dogfish Head Craft Brewery. Number seven, bad beer. I've had bad beer, but uh, is it a beer? <laughs> is it know. a beer? Is it a name of a beer? <laughs> yeah, so not in the comments of the beer. <laughs> this isn't, um, that's a beer, yeah. False. There Shit. is no such thing as bad beer. Only no beer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got third. <laughs> third quote. Okay, number eight. Uh, double dry hopped beach haze. Yeah, that's a beer. False. That is not a beer. What? <laughs> yeah. For me, it also sounds like a really... I thought so, right? Yeah. No, I was like, oh <laughs> That was God. something I made in my head. That was that's a, too difficult. A, a beer bragger. Like, <laughs> yeah. Have you ever tried this triple A's yeah. black 
bitch. Yeah, also a beach That's haze. exactly what I was going for. Yeah. Be- it's, 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 yeah. Okay, number nine. It's number nine, right? Yeah, number nine. Kicking knowledge banana split. No. Sorry, but that is a beer. True, that is a beer. It's by Barrier Brewing Company. And number 10, the last one, Cosmic Unicorn. Yeah, that's a beer. True, that is a beer. That's by Amundsen Brewery. I don't know where that's from. Brigeri. Brigeri. Probably it's Norway. Brigeri. Norway. I, I don't know if it's Norway, but uh, that's... Uh... So how many points yeah, did so I get? How, how did Lena do? Five points. Five points. Jesus. It's not bottom, but it's... <laughs> so that's positive. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for playing. Thank you for playing, Lineke. It's been... Uh, it's, it was fun until this. <laughs> <laughs> the quiz. The quiz was difficult. All right. Well, uh, thanks for playing and just thank you for being here, for joining us. It's been a real pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for answering my questions. And Bass, once again, thank you for being involved. Uh, of course. Please, everyone, get in touch with me. I want to hear your feedback. Radio at oedipus.com. And that's it. I hope you all enjoyed the show. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers. Wait, we can do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with metal. It's le- less sexy with metal. <laughs>